Welcome to Murphy's Law. I'm your host, Perry Murphy. Today's episode is going to be on the spiritual teaching, as promised. What I'm going to cover today is some information that is translated from German and is posted in the various groups or from FIGU directly, or passive members who um, extrapolate sections from this from the teaching and post them in some of the Facebook groups that, that I'm a member of. And they they all um, are excerpts and uh, information that in that moment um, rang true to them in some respect and they felt the need to, to repost it. Uh, frequently, I get um, information from FIGU that they feel is important for us to to talk about, communicate with each other about, and of course to share with the public. All right. Duty to oneself and one's own duties can be understood simply as the duties that each human being has in regard to himself or herself. This teaching encompasses an enormous scope when one takes into consideration the consciousness development and evolution, the good and positive values that are to be nurtured in oneself, the caring for one's physical and psychical well-being, as well as the bringing one's life and self into alignment with the creational natural laws and recommendations. As examples, essentially, it is our duty to work each day to take care of ourselves in every way and to develop harmony within ourselves so that we can create harmony in our relations and eventually in the world as a whole. One fundamental way that one can practice his or her duty to oneself and his or her own duty is to completely and thoroughly care for the physical body. When we take care of ourselves in the physical, it creates an effect that ripples out into every area of the life. If we feel healthy and energized, we have more drive to work hard and to fulfill our duties and tasks. Our diet can have significant effects on our mood and brain chemistry, which can therefore affect our thoughts and feelings, which can impact our own relationship with self and with others. When we take care of our health, we set the tone of self-respect and self-love, and in turn, we learn to love and respect our fellow human beings and all life. In the fulfillment of the duty to oneself and one's own duty, we treat ourselves as a true and dear friend with respect, kindness, care, and decency, just as we would treat another human being to whom we are showing our best side. Wherever you are, human beings, who read these lines, always care for the best health of your body and your psyche. Also, do not thereby disregard the health of your consciousness, whereby you must constantly be concerned, however, that you do not mollycoddle your consciousness or psyche or the body, Whoever constantly challenges his, her body, and his, her psyche, and his, her consciousness, does good thereby and promotes the fulfillment of his, her duty to himself, herself, and his, or her own duty. It is the duty of the human to inform themselves of how to correctly care for their bodies so that they can sustain their life and maintain health. For while all life is striving towards the death, and then begin for the reincarnation, and it is a fact that the health of the body will fade and death will come, each day alive is an opportunity to evolve our consciousness and cultivate the higher values of true love, peace, freedom, harmony, and wisdom. Physical wellness as a fundamental aspect of duty to oneself and one's own duty does not need to be complicated. The recommendations from the Pleiaren friends include eating a balanced diet of whole foods 
that are uncontaminated by chemicals and toxins, exercising and performing sufficient amount of labor each day, drinking mainly pure spring or purified water as required by the body and regulated by thirst supplement with vital nutrients that the body requires as the food on the earth has become more and more devoid of nutrients due to mass production as well as natural supplements that can be used to detox heavy metals and other harmful substances we are exposed to due to our current worldwide situation. The contact reports are full of information regarding health and caring for the physical body and following are a few examples that can be easily implemented to bring about a positive development of vitality and wellness. And this was authored by Christine Slater of the USA. And I'll go on here to the next section. Optimization of metabolism for immune and overall health. Contact report 619 PATA. Date of contact 2nd April 2015. Date of translation 10th April 2019. It begins with Billy. Billy. Actually, the fundamental and decisive point or the ultimate point in the whole of the health of the human body as in any other form of life, is metabolism. Because if it functions properly, then the immune system is also in order, and the body is less susceptible to disease and suffering of all kinds. Can you say something about that for once, please? Ta responds. This is line number 39. The immune system is the center of health, and this depends on a well-functioning metabolism through which every single cell of the body is supplied with everything it needs and which very quickly removes all useless substances and toxins from the body. Pata goes on to explain how to maintain a healthy metabolism, speaks to the importance of chewing food properly rather than swallowing down, and gives nine instructions to follow that are easily to incorporate into daily life. Number one, the amino acid L Tyrosine, tyrosine promotes mental performance, concentration, and conscious mental-emotional fitness. Healthy to be used in the short term, the nutritional stimulant has no side effects and can be used in times of high conscious and physical demands. Tyrosine, L-tyrosine, is a superior, superior alternative to psychotropic drugs which should never be administered to the body. Number two, drink only pure spring water or filtered water because only pure water enables the body to flush out all environmental toxins, metabolic toxins, residential toxins, and various other everyday pollutants. Coffee and tea also contain necessary water but should be used sparingly. The amount of water a person drinks each day depends on their diet and lifestyle. If one is eating a diet heavy in water-rich foods, less pure water needs to be consumed, but a person eating the standard terrestrial diet of flours, baked goods, processed foods, meat, sausages, heavily seasoned food in general, sweets, etc., then drinking significantly more pure water is advisable. Bataha states in sentence 70, Since all the harmful substances absorbed from the environment and through food are one of the main causes of many malfunctions in the human organism and lead to many diseases. Stimulating the metabolism to excrete and flush it out is one of the most important steps on the path to intensive health. Eating similar and more frequent meals and an overall calorie-reduced diet rather than lavish and large main meals can stimulate and regulate the metabolism in a sustainable manner. If too many calories are eaten at once, then the body tends to store them as fat. But also, if too few calories are consumed, then the body switches into hunger mode and stores carbohydrates as fat. So a balance of calorie intake and careful food selection is important. Patai explains line 76. Therefore, the various small meals and snacks 
should understandably, understandably not consist of ready-made soups, roasted and salted nuts, sandwiches, and sweets, etc., but of fresh berries, tropical fruits, unsweetened fruit bars, vegetables, pumpkin seeds, poppy seeds, salads, sesame seeds, sunflower seeds, and fruit, as well as other food rich in vital substances. These foods are mainly alkaline and provide the body with an incredibly large amount of stimulating vital and mineral substances, which are very important for the metabolism. The metabolism can and must be stimulated by simple sporting activities. It is particularly important that, as a rule, slightly fewer calories are consumed than are needed for the actual immediate use. If sporting or working activity is carried out, the body burns calories and makes better use of the food consumed, which is why it's necessary to be physically active in one way or another every day. The metabolism can also be stimulated with soluble dietary fibers, which bind large amounts of water and therefore swell in the gastrointestinal tract, ensuring a smooth digestion, digestion and also cleansing the intestines so that nothing can get stuck in them and no cinders can form. Psyllium seed shells, husks, are an especially beneficial form of soluble fiber that should be taken daily upon rising on an empty stomach and again one hour before dinner, whereby one tablespoon each time is sufficient. One tablespoon of mineral earth bentonite clay can be added in the evening serving for an added cleansing benefit to the psyllium husk. The metabolism can be stimulated with natural high quality organic cold pressed coconut oil which contains medium chain triglycerides simply called MCT and which are contained in nature in only very few oils. These fats are not absorbed by the body and are not stored as fat. MCTs lower cholesterol levels and supply the body with high quality energy and promote the absorption of calcium and magnesium. Organic cold pressed coconut oil is an ideal choice for cooking because it is heat stable and does not develop any harmful substances while other, with other, while other oils that are treated industrially cannot do this and thus strain the organism. A healthy diet consisting of natural foods and products is necessary, is a necessity. Also seeing to it that the foods eaten are balanced between acidic and alkaline. Acidosis can form in the body from eating too much acidic food, causing ailments and suffering in the body and resulting in a whole range of health compl uh, complaints such as chronic bronchitis, diabetes, rheumatic diseases, gout, migraine fatigue, osteoporosis, sleep disorders, or even states of depression and moral dejection, etc. Patah states in line 106, If therapeutic measures against mild acidosis are necessary, they are usually very simple and the person can carry them out without medical help. The only thing you need to do is to make sure that you do not eat an excessive amount of alkaline and acid, but a balanced diet and that you exercise sufficiently. Stress and worries can be avoided because they affect the nerves, morale, and mood. Stress-related ailments and bad moods can be avoided by eating the right foods and the body can be supplied with certain useful food supplements that strengthen the nervous system. In addition, holistic measure, measures are necessary to make people happy again and to counteract these diseases of civilization, which together with all sorts of physical organic diseases are based on the cause of toxic environmental influences and false lifestyles. The earth human is increasingly confronted with toxic metals and radioactivity, which burden and change the immune system and vital organs. Because wide areas of the earth, the waters, 
and the air as well as the direct environment of terrestrial humans are contaminated by all the poisonous substances it is no longer possible to completely avoid contact with them and it is important to make sure that as much food as possible is free from these toxins this is possible only by purpose-built cultiv cultivation in one's own gardens and fields where no artificial fertilizers and no toxins of any kinds are used even with organic on biofoods it is not possible to ensure that no toxins are used Patas states in line 134 if these nine rules for eating habits food preparation and food production are observed and continuously implemented and integrated into everyday life then after only a few days the first successes and recognizable effects in terms of successful metabolic regulation will become apparent heavy metal removal contact report 680 pata date of the contact is 7th may 2017 and the date of the translation is 13 august 2018 billy asks pata what can be used to remove heavy metals from the body aluminum is not classified as a heavy metal but can get into the body and cause damage to health having a negative effect on memory for example silicon is used for assisting the body in excreting aluminum in the organism and even in the brain whereby the harmful effect of on memory can be reduced or prevented silicone is particularly good for ingestion and effective in organic colloid form silicious earth as noted per christian ferner with a daily dose of 80 milligrams Pata further explains that chlorella algae gluta glutathione bentonite clay selenium and zeolite are all natural substances that have their own unique ways of assisting the body in heavy metal detoxification please read the short contact report excerpt for further explanations and cautions regarding regarding supplementation manual labor contact report 156 this is Coatzel. date of the contact 13 december 1981 date of the translation is 20th june 2009 Quatzel and billy discuss the importance of manual labor Quatzel states in line 33 if you or we or the earth human beings want to develop spiritually and in a knowledgeable related manner then we can only do this if we also exercise our manual activity in the best way this is in fact not only necessary for livelihood but also for the right shaping of the teaching and its processing and effects if a human being and also if a human being and also we want to live and learn in accordance with the teaching then we must also have to perform sufficient manual activity otherwise things will get confused and the teaching will become a failure milk and dairy products date of contact 1st september 2012 date of the translation 9th of january 2013 conjugated enoleic acid are formed only in milk dairy products and meat from ruminants dairy and dairy products and meat from ruminants they have the characteristic of lowering cholesterol and preventing atherosclerosis where they strengthen the immune system and also support the building of muscle tissue and the formation of bone on the basis of their many valuable ingredients milk and dairy products belong in a healthy diet whereby for those human beings who suffer from milk and dairy intolerance special observances apply which must be followed billy adds a note for explanations from the specialized publication about lactose intolerance he adds that milk and milk products contain very valuable nutrients and belong for the majority of human beings among the most important staple foods 
Milk and Dairy Products Contact Report 217 Guatzel. Date of translation January 2006 and May 2010. In opposition to the claims of the responsible persons in the milk production industry and milk producers, milk does not supply healthy calcium to the bones. Rather, it depletes the body's own calcium, even from the bones. Quatzel states on line 35, And since, as a rule, too little calcium is is already otherwise supplied to the body, as this is also the case with many vitamins, trace elements, and minerals because today's foods, even fruits and vegetables, that become more and more over-cultivated, contain less and less of these substances. The earth person should take this separately or add this to his normal diet as a food supplement. Moringa. (laughs) This is the one I was waiting for here. Moringa, the medicinal tree, or as referred to in the native lands, the tree of life. Contact report 221, Quetzal. Date of translation, 4th June 2010. Native to South Asia and North Africa, the moringa tree grows rapidly at about 3 meters in a height per year and contains active compounds that can be used against anemia, hypertension, and diabetes, as well as for the building and strengthening of the immune system. The immune building can act as a means of defense against AIDS, acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Moringa is nutrient-rich in vitamin C and calcium. The seeds of the moringa tree are very oily, whereby the oil can be used as a lubricant and as a fuel for machinery. The seeds can also purify dirty water much better than any chemical can. Recommendation. Since moringa is rich in calcium, it is a good choice for supplement if you include milk in your diet. Curcumin and polyphenol, e.g. CG, green tea. Contact report 231 Quetzal. Date of the contact 9th November 1989. Date of the translation 8th October 2019. Polyphenol, e.g. CG, is found in green tea and is an active ingredient that can be used against the growth of cancer tumors. 2 to 3 deciliters, which equates to about a cup, is enough to drink each day. Quetzal states on line 370, As with curcumin, that has to be said that it is not a remedy that heals existing cancer tumors comprehensively, but only as a positive effect and, to a certain extent, can also affect the development and growth of certain tumors. In particular, certain cancer cells excessively produce so-called laminin receptors on their surface to which the polyphenol EGCG binds and acts into the cancer cell. Line 372 This triggers an ongoing series of growth inhibition reactions and inhibits the growth of existing cancer tumors as well as the formation of of mastestasis, metastasis, as well as the formation of metastasis. Okay, I'm not an MD. (laughs) Serotonin, the happiness hormone. Contact report 621, Vata. Date of the contact, 30th April 2015. Date of the translation, 10th April 2019. Billy and Patah discuss the effects of serotonin in the brain. Patah explains that the serotonin deficiency can lead to depression, strong anxiety, aggression, violence, and brutality. Serotonin is contained in many foods but is unable to pass the blood-brain barrier and reach the brain from the intestines. The amino acid L-tryptophan is needed for this as it passes the blood-brain barrier and is a precursor to serotonin, which plays an important role in transmitting signals in the brain, 
contracting blood vessels and controlling peristalsis in the intestines. Billy and Patah discuss as a supplement called Bio Inca Gold, which consists of finely ground and raw quinoa and amaranth and contains a high amount of L-tryptophan as a good choice for serotonin health. L-tryptophan L-tryptophan is mostly destroyed in the cooking process, so raw is a necessity for the quinoa and amaranth pseudo-grains. Recommendation A cost-effective alternative suggestion would be to, to be to grind quinoa and amaranth in a high-speed blender to make a powder or meal and sprinkle on food or put into smoothies. Do not blend on high speed for very long to ensure the grains do not heat up as they are being processed. So, noted there, heat, no, you want to keep it as cool as possible. Patas states on line number 34, The whole body and the brain, as well as thoughts, feelings, and the psyche, need the messenger substance serotonin. And only when the serotonin level is right can the brain and the whole body as well as the world of thoughts and feelings remain in balance. Important to understand. Patah states on line 67, Even though basic prerequisites such as psychopathy, etc. are given, this does not mean that the human being degenerates in this way and must therefore become an active psychopath or a serious criminal. 68. This also applies to people that have a slow heartbeat and pulse or inactive brain cells or who have a much low serotonin level and a weak ability to control so that they do not degenerate in an evil way and do not have to become serious criminals. Many such congenital damages such as toxic metals like lead, cadmium in the brain and in the body which manifest themselves in a dysfunction of the brain and in an efficient or underdeveloped vegetative nervous system make people aggressive, violent, impulsive, cold-blooded, sadistic, and otherwise very emotional. And finally, it has to be said that every human being, no matter whether he has genetically caused harmful genetic predispositions or inactive brain cells, etc., or physical damages, does not have to let these break through in any way and does not have to live them out. Every man capable of understanding and reason is capable of controlling all his emotions and in this regard of determining what he wants to do and what he does not and what he does not want to do. Avoiding trans fats and other important omega-3 fatty acids. Contact report 544 Pataha. To date of the contact is 1st September 2012. The date of the translation, 9 January 2013. Through trans fats are found in very, uh, though, tr tr trans though trans fats are found in very small amounts naturally in some meats and dairy products, the majority of trans fat are artificial fats created by adding hydrogen to liquid vegetable oil to make it into a solid commonly found in fast food products, processed foods, cakes, pastries, french fries, chips, and other fatty foods, etc. Trans fatty acids are extremely dangerous and harmful to health and can lead to obesity, depression, sickness, diabetes, atherosclerosis, and cancer. For example, the trans fats are hydrogenated and partially hydrogenated vegetable oil. Patah goes on to explain that high-quality and cold-processed vegetable oils that are rich in mononaturated and polyunsaturated fats are to be emphasized in the diet. Some examples he gives are olive oil, canola oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, corn oil, almond, sesame, walnut, hazelnut, evening primrose oil, borage oil, wheat germ oil, and peanut oil. Patah states, In the preparation of food and meals, one should pay very close attention that, as much as possible, there's only certain healthy fats and oils 
with mono and polyunsaturated fats. Important therefore are, for example, particularly omega-3 fatty acids, which are specifically found in fish oils from salmon, trout, herring, tuna, and mackerel, as well as in krill oil and the oils of various olives in, in rapeseed, canola, nuts, hemp seeds, and flax seeds, linseed, and so forth. It is important, however, that all of these oils are cold-pressed. Otherwise, they are as good as worthless relative to the, to the simple or multiple unsaturation of the fatty acids. Again, not recommending heat, cold-pressed only. Heat alters the, the chemical compound and makeup of the molecules. Recommendation. It is necessary to find organic and cold-pressed canola, peanut, sunflower, safflower, or corn oil. So read the labels when shopping and make sure only to purchase, use, and consume cold-pressed oils. Common oils found in this form are olive, almond, sesame, walnut, evening primrose, borage, hemp, flax, and wheat germ. Keep in mind that although it is not a mono or polyunsaturated fat, and in fact is a saturated fat, Organic and raw coconut oil has been suggested as a heavy, as a very healthy oil to consume and cook with. Patas states, in the mega, omega-3 fatty acids, the factors EPA and DHA are also of great significance because in the context of a balanced diet, they make a significant contribution in relation to good health whereby these substances exert a valuable influence on the regulation of blood. In addition, DHA is a very important component for the function of photoreceptors, as well as for the conducting membranes of the brain, for the concentration, the memory, the ability to learn, and in the support of mental performance. Omega-3 fatty acids are also essential for the healing of inflammatory processes which uh, not infrequently trigger chronic disease and therefore bring with them long-term suffering. Omega-3 fatty acids must be consumed because the human body itself cannot produce them. Bata clarifies later in Contact Report 658 that rapeseed canola oil should not be used as a food because of the way that it is processed. Patas states in line 89, rapeseed oil should not be used as an edible oil, as it should only be used as a raw material for fuels for soap making, as the lubricant for other purposes, but not as a food. Line 90, although rapeseed oil contains only a small amount of saturated fats, it contains up to 35% polyunsaturated fatty acids and even up to 65% monosaturated fatty acids, which is good in itself. On the other hand, however, this fact is affected by the fact that the polyunsaturated component of the oil is extremely susceptible to pressure. Heat and light is unstable and oxidizes very strongly precisely during the processing and refining of rapeseed oil. However, this increases the amount of free radicals in the human body when it is supplied with rapeseed oil, which leads to diseases and ailments, the causes of which are often not clarified and consequently cannot be treated and remedied, such as in physical organic inflammatory processes weight gain, heart and nerve diseases, etc. Also, various degenerative diseases and all sorts of indefinable ailments can appear by rapeseed oil processed and refined in the way mentioned. This is better understood when it is known that the rapeseed oil is dew-rubbed, bleached, deodorized, and typically extracted and refined at high temperatures with etchant, with etchants, questionable chemicals, pressure, and petroleum solvents such as uh, hexane. Hexane, I'm going to have to look that up. Vitamin D requirements. 
Contact Report 623 Bata. Date of Contact 24th May 2015. Date of Translation 12 December 2015 and again 13 April 2019. Vitamin D deficiency can lead to decalcifications and osteomalacia of the bones, osteoporosis, kidney damage, asthmatic diseases, weakened immune system, rheumatoid arthritis, and certain cancers including pancreatic and breast cancer, colon, ovarian, uterine, gastric, renal, prostate, esophagus, and so on. Vitamin D3, which is found in animal products, is also produced by the body when sunlight, from sunlight exposure, whereby the, bo- the body produces 75 to 85% of vitamin D requirements through only a short time in the sun. But humans living in northern hemisphere commonly do not get enough sun exposure, so supplementation can be beneficial and even required. Bataz states, Line 27. It is also important to know that people with darker skin can suffer a vitamin D deficiency more often than light-skinned people because the brown skin pigment, melanin, restricts vitamin D production. Number 28. If sufficient sunlight is available, the daily vitamin D requirements can normally be covered by the vitamin D production of the skin, which, however, requires regular daily stays outdoors and thus in sunlight. And, with regard to the vitamin D intake from food, it should be said that in this respect, but in smaller quantities, particularly fatty fish such as eel, herring, salmon, and mackerel are good, as are mushrooms, chanterelles, and porcini mushrooms, as well as butter, eggs, margarine, and milk, although milk is not highly recommended for various reasons. Billy adds, Vitamin D deficiency also triggers various diseases, as you explained to me in, as you explained to me privately several times, and re- recommended that I take vitamin D D3 daily between 2,000 and 10,000 IU, or international units, depending on my health needs, because this is the normal daily requirement in an adult person, depending on weight health, and physical condition, exposure to the sun's rays, and the corresponding vitamin D requirement. You also said that I should do this with the intake of appropriate food supplements, which I naturally adhere to and can also notice that my health was constantly improving. Soy consumption. Soy contains large quantities of isoflavones in the form of photoestrogens, that can wreak havoc on bodily systems when consumed. Long-term consumption of large quantities of the isoflavins can disrupt bodily hormonal balance. Infants, toddlers, and adolescents especially should never consume soy as it can lead to serious impairment of their health in the form of their consciousness activity, the brain, the intelligence, the world of thought and feeling, the psyche, the physical body, and the behaviors, patterns, etc. If pregnant women consume soy products, it can lead to heavy and irreparable damage to the fetus's body, limbs, nerves, cerebrum, and muscles, as well as to body deformations. Soy products of all kinds, of all kind, because of their toxic ingredients in larger quantities, are even capable of impairing the health of strong adults who can and can cause serious damage, which can lead to growth of tumors, respectively cancer, and to the fostering of brain, consciousness, and behavioral disorders, personality change, and to infertility. Breast cancer in women and men and depression are linked to soy and also Parkinson's, namely when there is a hereditary predisposition to it. General recommendations, avoid soy altogether or only consume in small quantities. Read labels of packaged food and become aware of how much soy you consume regularly. Soybean oil and soy lecithin are common ingredients in processed food. Walking after a meal. After a meal, one shall walk a thousand steps. Benefits of collagen 
as a supplement. Contact Report 635, Florina. Date of contact 20th November 2015. Date of translation 12th April 2019. Collagen is a naturally occurring flexible and stable protein that is present in the body and is important for bones, tendons, ligaments, and skin. Collagen in the form of collagen hydrolsate can be taken as a dietary supplement and has a positive effect on the joints as well as joint cartilage by stimulating the formation of collagen in the joints. Florina states on line 26, regular use of collagen hyd hydrolsate, which is also used in terrestri by terrestrial people in industry and transplantation medicine, prevents cartilage atrophy and thus arthrosis and prevents joint pain from developing in the first place. Gamma interferon and vitamin C daily requirements. Contact report 238, Pata, date of contact 18th May 1991. Original translation 14th October 2019. Billy and Pata discuss a substance called gamma interferon, interferon gamma, that is a natural product of chemical transformation, e.g., when milk is converted into kefir or yogurt, the Pleiarian have been impulse, impulsing leading scientists in the isolation of gamma interferon into a prophylactic drug that can treat and prevent illness and disease. Gamma interferon is very similar in nature to the antibodies and anti-forces that the human immune system produces to prevent attack, from pathogens and ward off illness and disease. The Pleiaran have such a medicine that they call Salubritason. Bata states on line 378, It is able to prevent almost any disease and to nip it in the bud, even cancer of any kind, because when taken and used in appropriate quantities, it is able to destroy even the most persistent viruses not to mention less resistant pathogens. On line 373, disease-prone people should take such a medication prophylactically daily in an appropriate amount in addition to the necessary vitamins, trace elements, and minerals, whereby special care should also be taken with vitamin C that a daily requirement of at least 900 milligrams is required per adult human until it has reasonably balanced and health-promoting vitamin C requirements and wants to be healthy. Line 387. So, we have also found out that even the common cold, which we only succumb to on Earth, can also be combated prophylactically and actively. As we have found out, humans need an increased supply of zinc and vitamin C and an increased intake of the cyst of the substance salubritason gamma interferon. Since such a drug does not yet exist, one can consume yogurt or kefir daily as an immune-boosting food to prevent disease. Kefir is extremely simple to make at home, whether it be using milk, non-dairy milks, or water. Importance of Daily Vitamin C Supplementation Contact Report 241, Bata, 3rd February 1992 Translated 17th October 2019 Bata states on line 79 In terms of the human body's vitamin C requirements, as it is given on Earth, the average value moves at 750 milligrams with a body weight of 60 kilograms and light activity 80 Line 80. This corresponds to 12.5 milligrams of vitamin C per kilogram of body weight. During heavy activity, the body's vitamin requirement increases to 14 milligrams per kilograms of body weight. He adds that as a rule, it is useful to add 150 milligram increase to the calculated result. Patas states on line number 99. But no other vitamin and no mineral has such an important function 
for the man and his life and for his health as vitamin C, which has to be supplied to the body in relatively large quantities, which is unfortunately only possible today on Earth through special vitamin C preparations because food has not had sufficient quantities of this vitamin for a long time. Line 100. This is no longer even true for fruits and vegetables and the like. Patah goes on to discuss the dangers of vitamin C deficiency when procreating. Number 91. Offspring whose parents suffer from vitamin C deficiency at the time of conception are at risk because their immune systems become unstable and susceptible to allergies, ailments, and diseases. Even birth defects of innumerable forms and all sorts of other evils appear, including various cancers that could never occur if the progenitors did not suffer from vitamin C deficiency. First and foremost, DNA damage occurs, which then has lifelong negative effects. Vitamin C deficiency can also lead to severe menstrual cramps in women, severe eye ailments, and poor healing of wounds and other diseases. Spirulina, contact report 228, Coatzel. Date of the contact, 1st May, 1989. Billy and Coatzel discuss the nutrients contained in small and micro life forms that exist in the seas, rivers, and lakes in the forms of vegetal and organism-related plankton, as well as algae. Note, by Billy, May 2003. With the address nutrients from seas and freshwaters it concerns, on the one hand, as explained by Quetzal, vegetal and organism-related plankton, and on the other hand, algae and other aquatic plants, are the most diverse kinds, but primarily a freshwater algae, namely an algae species by the name Spirulina platensis. Okay, Murphy's Law, Part 2. We're going to continue reading uh, these excerpts on health, uh, well-being, and nutrition from the contact notes and uh, recommendations and information from the teaching. And I'll continue here. Billy and Quetzal discuss the nutrients contained in the small micro-life forms that exist in the seas, rivers, and lakes in the forms of vegetal and organisms-related plankton as well as algae. Note by Billy. With address nutrients from the seas and freshwater it concerns, and on the other, on the one hand, as explained by Quetzal, vegetal and organism-related plankton, and on the other hand, algae and other aquatic plants of the most diverse kinds, but primarily a freshwater algae, namely an algae species by the name Spirulina platensis, lies behind it, a bluish-green microscopic algae, general name blue-green algae, also, whose spirally coiled cellular filaments, hence spirulina, exhibit a size of approximately 0.3 millimeters. The genus of blue-green algae comprises of about 1,400 species, which are spread all over the world, but they appear, as explained, mainly in freshwater, and much lies in seawater originally. The species of the blue-green algae grew in tropical and clean as well as mineral rich waters of Asia, Africa, and South America, and they were particularly widespread in lakes. The microscopic algae draws its essential nutrients from sunlight, water, and heat through photosynthesis. In the case of 40 to 50 degrees Celsius, it binds minerals, trace elements, and vitamins which are present in the ground, as well as in the air and in the water, and converts them into a complex and natural and very valuable food. Spirulina platensis has a very thin cell membrane and thus no cell wall made of indigestible cellulose, as this is given in contrast to other microscopic algae and plants. This thin cell membrane ensures that the spirulina food algae can take in the very valuable substances of the blue-green algae into the gastrointestinal tract in an optimal receptive manner and in the human organism very well. If one looks at the ingredients of Spirulina platensis as percentages, then are, there are 60% proteins, 
14% carbohydrates, 8.6% ashes, 6.4% raw fibers, and 6% fats. In addition, spirulina platensis contains a whole number of essential and non-essential amino acids, essential fatty acids, plant pigments, vitamins, minerals, and nucleic acids. Vitamin K complex. Contact report 625 Pata, date of contact 15th August 2013. Original translation 15 December 2015. Billy asks Pata about an article written by Bernadette Brand about vitamin K. Pata 40. Line 40. Of course, I have also read this article and say that the description is correct with regard to the vitamin. Do you know vitamin K? Vitamin K, what is it? The fat-soluble vitamins A, D, and E also include vitamin K complex, vitamins K1, 2, K3, and K4. Their intake through food is increased by the simultaneous intake of healthy fats and oils, and in some cases even made possible in the first place. The K vitamins are stable against oxygen and very heat resistant. They hardly degrade when cooked or roasted. When exposed to light, however, vitamin K becomes inactive and quickly loses its bioavailability. Vitamin K occurs in two natural forms as vitamin K1, polyshinone, and vitamin K2, menashinone, which is also produced by certain bacteria in the human intestine. According to recent studies, it is synthesized naturally by humans from vitamin K1, the polyshinone. Vitamin K1 is found mainly in the leaves of various green plants, which can be included in the daily diet to ensure a sufficient supply of vitamin K1 or to increase the vitamin K levels in the blood. Good sources of vitamin K include kale, purslane, spinach or leaf salads, as well as drinks made from various grass powders such as wheatgrass, grass, barley grass, spelt grass, or a combination of different grasses and herbs, which should come from high-quality sources. Others potent Other potent suppliers of K K1 include beetroot leaves, which contain more minerals and nutrients than tubers considered to be particularly healthy. The various types of cabbage, such as Brussels sprouts, broccoli, or other white cabbage, are highly re recommended for covering the vitamin K1 requirement, although sauerkraut is a good source of vitamin K2 due to its microorganism content. Herbs such as chives, parsley, avocado are rich in vitamin K, whereby the avocado also provides the valuable fats necessary for absorption. The consumption of avocado also promotes, promotes the absorption of many other fat-soluble substances such as vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, alpha and beta carotene, lutein, lycophene, zeaxanthin, and calcium. Vitamin K12 is produced by microorganisms including bacteria of the intestinal flora and can be absorbed directly via the intestinal cells. A healthy intestine, as an important organ of the immune system, is the basis for the supply of nutrients and trace elements. Vitamin K2 sources include raw sauerkraut, butter, egg yolk, liver, and some cheeses. Tasks of vitamin K in the body. Vitamin K primarily regulates the body's ability to clot, although high doses of vitamin K cannot lead to increased blood clotting or the risk of thrombosis because the gut body makes optimum use of the K, vitamin K, and thus ensures a balance in blood clotting. Vitamin K deficiency. A vitamin K deficiency, on the other hand, inhibits the blood's ability to clot, which can lead to increased bleeding. Vitamin K is also important for the prevention and regression of arteriosclerosis and arteriosclerosis. As a result of the bad and unhealthy diet, blood pressure rises and causes microscopic cracks in the arterial walls, which 
the blood tries to repair. If the necessary vital substances such as vitamin C and vitamin E are lacking, it reverts the LDL cholesterol, which attracts calcium and other substances from the blood, which then plug the cracks. These calcium deposits are called plaque and can cause heart attacks and strokes when they detach from the inner walls of the arteries. Calcium is an important mineral that plays an important role in numerous processes and not only the formation of bones and teeth. If the body cannot withdraw calcium from the blood due to illness or malnutrition, it is absorbed by through the vascular walls, which can lead only to dangerous arteriosclerosis, but probably also to kidney stones. Vitamin K has been shown to remove excessive calcium from the blood and ensures that it does not accumulate in the blood vessels or kidneys, but is channeled into the bones and teeth. It therefore reduces the risk of arteriosclerosis as well as the risk of kidney stones. Studies over a period of 10 years have shown that the diet rich in vitamin K2 significantly reduces the development of plaque and that the risk of associated disease such as heart attacks and strokes is reduced 50%. However, not only vitamin K plays a special role in the function of blood vessels protection, but also vitamin D in a sufficiently high dosage which is also indispensable to produce the matrix GLA protein that provides the actual protection against calcification. Studies carried out in rats in the USA have shown that vitamin K2 is even capable of reversing existing arteriosclerosis. Certain blood thinning medication have the side effect of preventing K vitamin K from regulating the level of calcium in the blood, which can lead to arteriosclerosis. With higher dosage of vitamin K, it could be shown that an already existing arteriosclerosis led to a 50% reduction in the arteriosclerosis in the animals. In addition to calcium and vitamin D, healthy and strong bones also need vitamin K, which drains the required calcium from the blood and into the which draws which drains the required calcium from the blood and into the bones and teeth. In addition, vitamin K activates the protein um, osteocalcin, which is involved in bone formation and can only bind calcium through the action of vitamin K and build it into the bones. Studies from 2005 have shown that a vitamin K12, vitamin K2 deficiency in older women leads to lower bone density and an increased risk of fractures. Other studies, on the other hand, showed that bone loss in osteoporosis could be suppressed by the administration of large amounts of vitamin K2 and that bone formation could even be stimulated again. The importance of a sufficient supply of vitamin K1 and K2 has been demonstrated by the studies in which high vitamin D levels were found but there was an undersupply of K vitamins. In these cases, the risk of osteoporosis was even increased. Vitamin K2 also seems to play an important role in leukemia. Research with cancer cells in the test tube indicates that vitamin K2 can trigger the self-destruction of leukemia cells. In a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, it was shown that only 110% of subjects who had an increased risk of liver cancer were also diagnosed with cancer if they were supplied with vitamin K2 as a dietary supplement in the comparison group, which did not receive any additional vitamin K2, 47% of the patients had liver cancer. Vitamin K deficiency. It seems to that many people are not aware of how important the two K vitamins are and how important they are for health. Experts have found that very many people have too low a vitamin K value in their blood and that deficiency symptoms are widespread among those who eat poorly. In addition, many people do not even know do not even know that and how they can prevent a vitamin K deficiency. Well, now you know. Vitamin K requirement. The German Nutrition Society recommends at least 65 UG for women and 80 UG for men is 
respectively 0.03-1.5 UG micrograms per kilogram of body weight daily. For children 10, 10 UG per kilogram body weight per day is recommended. This is sufficient to activate the coagulation factors in the liver, but not for the other functions, since breastfed babies are exposed to the rare risk of clinically relevant vitamin K deficiency with the risk of dangerous brain hemorrhages, vitamin K prophylaxis is re recommended in most countries of the world. An overdose of vitamin K is most likely not possible. At least no such cases have ever been reported. Even at a dose of 4,000 milligrams per day, recommended daily intake is 65 UV to 100 UV, UG. Overall, more serious um, hypovitaminosis, hypovitaminosis are rare with the normal diet if the need is not measured by the requirements of the osteoporosis prophylaxis, which requires significantly higher doses. For long-term osteoporosis prophylaxis, doses of 180 milligrams daily are recommended based on a study by Dutch researchers. Since it can be assumed that these recommended recommendations are absolute minimum data which only guarantee blood coagulation but do not take into account all the other tasks with the K vitamins have to fulfill. It seems appropriate to ensure that the supply of vitamins K1 and K2 is covered beyond the officially recommended level. This is the more recommendable as both vitamins K1 and K2 are non-toxic even in high doses. There is no vitamin K hypervitaminosis with the exception of substitution treatment in newborns where high doses of vitamin K can trigger hemolysis because the infant's organism is still unable to cope with certain mechanisms to a sufficient degree. It may be advisable to reconsider taking dietary supplements containing vitamin K2. It should be considered that vitamins K2 and D3 act together with calcium, which suggests that all around supply with calcium, vitamin K2, and vitamin D3 is envisaged. Further information on vitamin K1 and vitamin K2 can be found on the internet, including Wikipedia. Here it says, here it says, Zentrum der Gesundheit.de and w.herzleon-wil.ch, which provides a good table of vitamin K-containing foods. This is from Bernadette Brand in Switzerland. Protein requirements, contact report 230-Quatzel, date of the contact, 11 October 1989. Billy asked Quatzel about the practice of athletes consuming large amounts of protein to build muscle, strength, and endurance. Quatzel describes the human cause, describes the harm caused by consuming too much protein and outlines a guide for determining one's daily requirements. Quatzel states in line 538, that is of rightness, since in fact the supply of this kind of protein to the body is harmful to health and can under certain circumstances even lead to death. Too much protein removes calcium from the bones, making them brittle and fragile. In particular, large amounts of milk should be avoided, as later deprives the body of particularly large amounts of calcium. Too much protein almost damages the kidney function and hence the overall health of the body. The daily need for protein in a human being, however, is usually 500 to 1,000 milligrams per kilogram of body weight, whereby the need for protein increases with major efforts and is allowed to reach a maximum value of 1,750 milligrams. Any milligram above this level can cause damage to the health, affecting both the body and the bones as well as the brain, whereby the latter's clear function is impaired. One kilogram is equal to 2.2 pounds, for example. A person weighing 180 pounds would require approximately 40 grams of protein according to the lower end of the daily value given by Quetzal. Small children should consume the lower amount of the suggested daily requirement and the need for protein can change with age.
Quetzal states on line 100540, in particular, large amounts of milk should be avoided, as later deprives the body of particularly large amounts of calcium. Children of all ages are particularly susceptible to health impairment of various forms caused by milk protein, which is why they should be given as little milk and milk dishes as possible. Especially small children should not be given milk or other than mother's milk and therefore no animal milk. Large amounts of milk taken regularly are harmful for adults as well. The contact reports contain much, much more useful information about health. I highly recommend that you go look at them. Uh, don't be overwhelmed. It is literally thousands of pages of information that not only talk about health and health recommendations from the Plearn, but from the other members that communicate with Billy, Billy himself, and the core group members. Nutrition, supplemental, and a general care for the body, among a treasure of other various informations, can be found there. The Figulandis Gruppe Candida has a well-documented link page on their website, on their website ca.figu.org. That is ca.figu.org under the health section and the website futureofmankind.co.uk can be searched using the keywords of anything you may be interested in to see if any information on the subject is contained in the contact reports. My name is Perry Murphy and this is Murphy's Law. I will conclude this section with a brief out, outtake here. And what I would like to say is, in the second part, you will find uh, some very interesting information about the general health and well-being of the human, which was provided to Billy. What we are discovering is that uh, people in the medical profession, in laboratories and research labs, and therefore who have looked closely at this information are making some incredible discoveries things that doctors and physicians never knew before. This information is being corroborated and vetted at a 100% accuracy rate. So far, none of the advice or recommendations that have been provided to the general public through FIGU are false, not one. And our scientists and medical doctors are waking up to a brand new day, the day of truth, whereby we start to take a look at things that are impacting us in our environment either through un, uh, unknowing or unwitting exposure or consumption, all the way up to uh, helping ourselves, taking responsibility for our own health and well-being, investigating these things, searching for the truth and finding them, and then implementing them into our daily lives for maximized health and well-being. My name is Perry Murphy. Thank you for listening.